Hey guys, welcome to A Mother in the Making. My name is Ashley and I am pregnant with my second child. It was a little bit of a surprise and I was not mentally prepared for it, so I'm taking you through my journey of coping and just letting you know what it's like to go through pregnancy to help other moms out there who are currently pregnant or are trying to conceive and want to know what they're in for. So I hope you enjoy and stick around. Hello, welcome back to Mother in the Making. I'm here to talk to you guys about weeks 37 to 39 of my pregnancy. I just hit 39 weeks, so I guess it's more 37, 38. (laughs) I can't think straight these days. That's one of my pregnancy symptoms is my brain is just all over the place. But I'm glad to be back. I have a lot to update you on. So let's get straight into it. Uh, I'm going to start with the baby. As you can expect, there's not much to say. (laughs) The baby is officially full term at 37 weeks, so that's a big relief because, you know, if you have the child early, they're still big enough to be self-sustaining and you shouldn't have any complications. The prodromal labor clearly didn't turn into anything (laughs) because I'm still pregnant. The baby is running out of space in the uterus, so the kicks have turned more into like rolls and nudges. Still quite aggressive, just not as like kicky. And on average, the baby is gaining half a pound per week. So that's all I have on the baby's growth. You know, they're a full full-size baby. Now onto my symptoms. Those have definitely increased over the past few weeks. The end of pregnancy is no joke. It's like your body wants you to be as uncomfortable as possible so that you want to get the baby out of you and not like miss pregnancy after the baby's out. First off, the nesting has been like nothing else. Um, I have gotten everything ready for the child. You would hope so at this point, right? But around 37 weeks, I was feeling pretty much like good to go. Hospital bag packed, uh, all the baby stuff acquired, installed the uh, car seat, just, you know, all the things are done. So it's just a waiting game. Mostly though, my nesting has been focused on cleaning. I like a clean house, for sure. And I'm usually pretty good at keeping a relatively clean house but the first trimester really screwed that up and I was having a really hard time having any motivation to clean. Now, as you can expect, I really want a clean house because I don't want to go into labor and have the house a disaster and come home to that or have visitors come over to that mess. Not that that should really matter, but it does, you know? So uh, every night I just kind of like make sure the house is good enough that if I were to go into labor, it's fine. And it's made me feel good too, having, you know, something like that, that I can do, because there's a lot of things I can't do these days. Now the symptom is, you know, baby's moving a bunch. I've said the whole time, this kid is so active, kicking me all day long, which I still enjoy. As painful as it is, it is the best part of pregnancy and uh, trying to, you know, take it all in as it comes. My other big symptom is my hips are always feeling like they're going to fall off. They're so sore. I Okay, not always. I have periods, like moments where I have no hip pain and I feel super limber and like 
a normal person and then all of a sudden the hip pain comes back and I struggle to stand up. (laughs) So I mean it's expected but it's no fun especially when you have a toddler running around. It's really hard to keep up with him but I'm doing a lot better with the whole pregnancy and toddler life because it's like the last month of pregnancy. There's a countdown. You feel like you can get through it a lot easier when it's short term. I also started getting, I don't think I mentioned this in the the last update. I don't think it started yet. I am getting the shooting pain down my legs where randomly the baby will like kick a nerve and it, like I said, shoots pain down my leg and sometimes kind of makes me almost collapse a little bit, which is fun. It's a lot worse this time than last pregnancy. Sometimes the shooting pain won't stop unless I move positions. Like if I'm laying down and it's happening, I'll have to switch to my other side. So that's great. I've also gotten swollen feet only once, which I'm very grateful for because the heat has been a lot. But with our air conditioning units in the house, that's kept things manageable enough that my feet haven't swollen up too much. Because really it's just when like... I'm in the heat for long term that it'll happen and I'm trying to stay out of the heat. My heartburn is going strong as per usual. I did have a night the other day or the other night where like I was up four times uh, taking Tums and I didn't eat anything that would set me off. It's just this is where I'm at right now. (laughs) I'm excited to not be on the Tums diet anymore. My energy levels have been pretty low, as you can expect, just needing to nap all the time. I'm at the point where, like, at 9 a.m. I'm ready for a nap, but, you know, Rook isn't, so that doesn't happen. Uh, But I did have a day yesterday where I felt normal, like, I felt a regular amount of energy and motivation to do things and such so I kind of thought the baby was coming like last night because I felt normal and people say you can get a burst of energy right before you go into labor but didn't happen obviously but yeah I'm just I'm tired I'm big I'm uh, ready for the baby to come out now before I go into how I'm doing mentally I want to talk about the the big news that happened over these past few weeks. I was going to talk about it earlier, but we had a heat wave last week, and so my air conditioning was running 24-7, and so I couldn't record with those going. But anyways, I wanted to follow you up on my fundal height scenario. So if you recall, I was measuring small, small enough that my midwife scheduled an ultrasound. Uh, That made me a little nervous, you know, just like I said, because any complication is extra scary when it's like pregnancy related I think and so I had the ultrasound uh you know the tech can't tell you anything I asked like oh do things look good and he was just like I can't tell you anything wait for a call from your doctor I'm like okay cool because sometimes like the tech will say like it all looks good you know they can't specify things but they'll emphasize that everything looks good and that's really reassuring but I didn't get that so that was on a Friday and I didn't hear anything from my midwife uh that day so I figured you know everything's fine and then Saturday uh morning comes around like late morning and I get a call from my midwifery and it was not good news it was okay let me just explain it uh she called me saying that the baby's Uh, abdomen is measuring under the 10th percentile 
which isn't good. She said that the head is measuring normal, but the abdomen is measuring small, and said that I need to come to the hospital to have a consult with an OB and asked how soon I could get to the hospital. So that freaked me the heck out, as you can expect. I was driving at the time, which was not a good situation to be in. Um, She said it was uh, 12 o'clock, I think, or like 1130. And she said, like, stop and eat some lunch before you come. It's not like that that urgent, but like, we need you to come in to talk. So I went and got lunch and... um, Josh and I went over to the hospital, and I I think a lot of my fear came from not knowing what it meant for a baby to have a small abdomen. Like, my concern was, obviously, is the baby okay? Is this a pregnancy issue or a baby issue? Because I know that we can just get the baby out of me, but is the baby going to have complications outside of the womb? and need like a NICU stay and all these things because I was full term at the at that time. So if it was just a regular baby that needed to come out, then that's fine. But yeah, it was just the unknown and, you know, obviously getting news that your baby's like not within normal ranges is really scary. So we went, went into the hospital. I got set up for a non-stress test, did that, and that was totally fine. Baby was like doing flips inside of me, super active, heart rate was good. Um, We had to wait a while for the OB to come by because they were in a meeting or something. And at that time, I thought I was going to get induced because, again, I didn't know what it meant to have a small abdomen. I wasn't about to look into it and scare myself, but I figured, you know, they wanted me to come here. They're probably going to take the baby out. So Josh and I were like mentally preparing for that. OB came by, went over everything, and it was kind of like best case scenario for what was happening. Like, I I don't know if that's a good explanation, but they said that a small abdomen could be an indicator of placenta issues. So that was really comforting for me, (laughs) surprisingly, because it didn't mean that the baby had an issue, it was the pregnancy that was an issue. So again, worst comes to worst, we take the baby out and the baby's fine. So the reason the placenta would cause this small abdomen would be through like malnutrition, the baby's not getting enough nutrients, their abdomen isn't growing enough, specifically with like the head size being normal as well. But they said that normally if you have placenta issues, it's a combination of symptoms, not just one. So the other symptoms would be low amniotic fluid and cord issues. I don't remember what they said about it, but something wrong with the umbilical cord. And they said that those were looking good based on the ultrasound. So it would be really like extra to induce me based on one symptom, one of three. Um, and so that was great, great news. You know, I have nothing against getting induced, but, um, like I'll definitely do it if we need to, but it was really nice to hear that obviously we didn't need to do that. So, uh, follow up on this was that I was scheduled to go in for weekly ultrasounds until I give birth and weekly non-stress tests to, he said that we're not going to measure the baby's size anymore because we already know the baby's small. Um, Specifically, they're measuring the amniotic fluid and the cord health or whatever it is. As long as those things are still good, then no intervention is needed. So big sigh of relief. Still left the appointment 
worried about the baby, you know, like hoping that the cord and the amniotic fluid stay good. And it took me a few days to process it a bit more, especially with pregnancy hormones, right? It's just, it's hard. Uh, But now I'm doing really well, especially it's been uh, a week and a half since then. And so I've had one of my follow-up non-stress tests and ultrasound appointments and baby's doing great. Fluid's good, cord's good, non-stress test is good. So I, oh, I also was re- <laughs> was reading up on this online, which I know you're not supposed to because you can freak yourself out, right? But I was like cautiously reading online and I, fr- I found out that the term is, <laughs> what is it? Fetal growth restriction that's what the baby would have if, or that's what they would be diagnosed with if I had um, those extra symptoms along with it. So that that was, that's the concern, right? And with that, I was reading that usually if you have a baby that's measuring on the small side under the 10th percentile, if they're under the third percentile, typically that means that they're there's some developmental issues going on, like something serious. But they said, on average, or this one article I'm reading, on average, if your baby's between the 3rd and the 10th percentile, it's usually just a small baby. So I'm like holding on to that one sentence I read, because they said babies like in the 9th percentile, like I'm just outside of the range of normal. So I really feel like baby's fine, they're just a little small, Everything else is really good. I'm so thankful that the baby's so active because that, again, it provides me a lot of comfort. And yeah, I think everything's just going to go super smooth and normal, but it has been a roller coaster of emotions uh, getting to this point. I'm very thankful that the midwives and doctors have been so. Uh, cautious about everything and like booking these extra tests because you know I'm not a doctor but I hear so many horror stories of things going sideways so quickly with babies and pregnancy that I am very happy to even be overly cautious and make sure the baby's good you know motherly instinct protectiveness that kind of thing so yeah it's been a whirlwind of um emotions thinking like at 37 weeks I was going to have the baby and now I'm at 39 weeks just patiently waiting for labor to start but I'm also so I'm so grateful for all of the things that have happened all the good things obviously but uh being in the hospital thinking I was going to get induced I was like oh like you know again there's nothing wrong with it but it's it I would mourn the loss of going into uh, labor naturally because it's so exciting when it happens and just special, you know? So yeah, that's that on the fundal height stuff. I'm still measuring small at my midwife appointments, but you know, we have all that covered. So besides that, how I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Like I think I'm doing quite well for being full term with the toddler. Mentally, I'm doing really well again, because I know there's a a timer on this (laughs) phase of life and it's going to end and I'm going to enter another hard phase of life, but in a different way, especially because I'm just waiting. All you do at this point of pregnancy is wait. I am so over wearing the same like two outfits every day, especially with the weather getting warmer. I don't have a lot of things to wear for like hot summer 
weather because I was pregnant most of the like winter and spring and I'm obviously not about to go like buy new cute summer outfits for like two weeks <laughs> and then they'll be useless to me so I'm just you know bored of it I want to feel like myself again I have not had until last night I have not had any more prodromal labor scares if you would call it a scare I wasn't scared so maybe I won't call it a scare <laughs> but again I had that at 36 weeks and then last night I did wake up to some contractions but it wasn't even less uh, severe than the ones I had at 36 weeks so I just kind of like took note of it I was hopeful that it meant labor especially being at the 39 week mark but they tapered off I felt like crap all day today though like bad hip and back pain like more than usual and really crampy so maybe that means something but like these symptoms never really indicate that labor is coming soon you know it could still be a long while so yeah I would love to have the baby right now I'm ready for the baby to come out but we'll see what happens I also am feeling really ready for the baby because I've been having a hard time sleeping so I'm already low on sleep why not be low on sleep with a newborn you know it's so annoying like I'm usually such a good sleeper but if something wakes me up in the middle of the night which usually something does like having to go pee I won't fall asleep for like four hours my schedule right now is usually I'll sleep till like two o'clock three o'clock and then I'll be up until 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and get a little bit of more sleep in before Rook wakes up. So I don't know how I'm managing decently well on that sleep schedule, but I'm grateful that I'm not having a mental breakdown every day. It gives me hope that I'll be able to handle the newborn phase with a little bit of grace. <laughs> Just a little. Um, I'm also excited for Josh to have time off, you know, like... Uh, he's only taking two weeks probably, but it's going to be a lot of obviously good family time and I'm excited for that. So yeah, that's my update. Weeks 37 to 39. I probably won't get another update in before I go into labor. I don't know if that's me being optimistic, but you know, we'll see. I'll let you know what happens. I don't know where I'm going to put my birth story, whether it's going to be here or YouTube or both, uh, but like I said, I'll let you know when I've figured it out. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to my pregnancy journey so far. And I will, I guess, catch you in the next episode.